Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Agent Power Huddle, we're going to rock and roll this morning with Kevin Howard. Kevin, how are you, man? I'm doing well, my friend. How are you doing today? Awesome. Kevin is part of our crew uh, at EXP, but this is his first time hosting Agent Power Huddle. And he quietly sits in the background, just like selling home after home after home after home. And I said, Kevin, would you mind sharing some of the stuff you do? Because you do a lot of really good stuff. He's like, okay. He's just like the humble, quiet guy that um, th- those of you... So uh, I know we have guests on these calls, but a lot of you guys are with us at, at EXP. We have this thing called the Icon Agent Program. And Kevin qualified for that in his first three months with the company. So if you don't know what that is, it's not a sales pitch for you, just so you understand the context. This is basically where you hit your cap and then you sell 20 more houses and then you get your entire cap back in the form of stock. It's like 16,000 bucks in, in stock you get back. Kevin did that in three months. Right, he capped and sold 20 more homes, which is means he's selling a lot of houses, right? And I'm like, okay, where are you getting your, uh, where are you getting your listings? Where are you getting your sales? And he said, well, let's talk. So, how long, Kevin? Let's just start the basics. How, how long you been in this business? Well, I think the appropriate question would be which time, right? <laughs> <laughs> how many times have you been in this business? I don't know. I think this is my third, something like that. So I I give you the brief the brief rundown as quick as I can anyway. Uh, originally licensed in 89. Uh, at the time, I worked for the fire department. So after a couple of years, real estate took the back burner. I started teaching at the fire academy on my days off because, well, when you're 20 years old, which is more cool, right? Then 93, I got back into the game via mortgages. Uh, I had a lender's license, a real estate brokerage, a business brokerage, and a title company. 08, I retired. And then about six and a half years ago, I moved uh, from South Florida to Central Florida. And my mom and stepdad live here and they owned a assisted living facility. Shortly after I moved here, they sold the facility, called me up and said they wanted to flip houses. So that was the catalyst that got me back into it, started flipping, doing spec homes. And then really about a year and a half ago, I decided to actually do some adulting and, and play, play, play agent again. So, so, so this version of your business has only been around for about a year and a half. Correct. And, and did, do you think, did you have a boost? Did you tap into like years and years of like past clients and sphere? Or did you really start from, from the ground up a year and a half ago? Ground up. Okay. New, new town, four hours away, knew nobody. Um, this was honestly going to be no more than two years stop for me. I came here because I had an empty house here. Um, and I, I couldn't decide if I wanted, you know, the East Coast or the West Coast of Florida. So I went to the middle of the state and uh, trying to figure things out. Um, so, yeah, I, I wasn't interested in meeting anybody when I came here. I didn't really do much. So, yeah, it was literally ground up. So the 2000, 2019, I did probably I mean, I had a little gig going where I would I would get lots under contract and then flip into a, a um, uh a contractor friend of mine who actually owns a Keller Williams, by the way, but I would, I would get the lots under contract, sell him the contracts for a thousand bucks a piece because he was desperate for lots. So I did about 12 of those in 2019. I did maybe six actual transactions, half of which were probably my own. And then last year I did over 80 deals myself, not counting my team. 
Okay. I was watching for recognition on people on camera on your faces. Like he's got a lot of experience, but he wasn't, it's not like he moved to a place and had this, like he, he's just, if you guys had to start again in a new market, could you within a year crank to 80 transactions yourself, not your team? That's pretty amazing. So that's why I invited him on. I said, look, you're quietly just doing your thing and selling a ton of houses. That was last year. Uh, that was, that was uh, 2020. This year is going to be probably even more. Um, and, and the name of the town you're in, I never say it correctly. Ocala. Ocala. Okay. I would say Ocala. Ocala. If you look uh, on a map... Hour, it, an hour north of Orlando. An hour north of Orlando. Literally the middle of Florida. Like it's not... It's just... And inventory is abundant and plenty there. You don't have any of the same challenges as the rest of the country, right? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> no. You, you have the same challenges, right? Inventory is low challenges. there? 18 offers on, on every deal, that kind of stuff. Yep. Okay. So just, just setting the framework, guys. He, he's in the same market conditions as you, the same everything as you. So where, where do you want to start, Kevin? Where, where do you think is uh, important to, to chat with? First of all, maybe on the, on the listing side. I know we talked yesterday a little bit about uh, something. But where do you want to start? Well, um, just so we don't run out of time, why don't we start there? Okay. So make sure we cover that. Um, and then um, then we can see, see where the conversation leads us. Awesome. Yep. All right. Awesome. So one, one strategy that, that I kind of was sharing with Jesse and a few others actually yesterday, um, as a bit of a primer, if you will, is um, a technique that we use to, to get listings. And this is something that is, is good for, uh, let's say you want to develop a new farm. Okay. So once you identify the area you want to, you want to farm, what you do is you set up, step one is you set up a search for yourself for that area within your MLS. So that you get notified every time there's a, there's a sale in that particular area. Okay. Do I have a uh, screen sharing capabilities? You should, if not, I'll make sure you have it. Mom. Yep, you do. You're good. Um, next thing that I do is I use listings to leads. And what I do with listings to leads is really well, I, I use a few things off of their platform, but one thing in particular that I use, I'm gonna pull it up, is they have what they call a neighborhood letter. And here's an example, okay? This was a, the last one that I sent out. And the gist of the letter is what's here in the, the this red uh, font. Your home's value has been affected by this home being sold. That gets most people's attention, right? So I just kind of scroll. You can kind of glance at it and see what, what this is all about. And uh, do those links take you to listings to leads generated sites? Exactly. Yep. Okay. So, so you've got lead capture there as well. Okay. So it's just a one pager. And what I do with this is I, I go into uh, Remind. Ramin, I'm not even sure the proper way to pronounce that. Um, going to Ramin and I create my mailing list from there. So I, I figure out what that neighborhood is. I figure out how many homes I want to target. And depending on how large that list is, I may narrow it down a little bit based on how long the folks have been in their home, uh, how much equity they have, you know, whatever filters I want to throw in there to get the, the number of uh, contacts that I'm looking for. Then every time there's a home sold in that neighborhood, I send that, that letter out. 
And my mentality behind it is based on the fact that whenever a home sells in any given neighborhood in USA, usually within two weeks, there's a new sign in somebody else's yard, right? Have you guys experienced that before, right? So I may not have a presence. I may not have ever sold a home. Now this particular example I just showed you, I did sell that one. That was my listing, um, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because the letter doesn't say I sold the house. It just said this house sold and affected the value of your home, right? So if you're sending out that letter to that neighborhood, every time a house sells in that neighborhood, perception is reality, correct? Do we agree on that? All of a sudden you are the authority for that neighborhood. So within two weeks, when there's another sign getting ready to get planted in a yard, you're also hitting them at the exact right moment because they're getting ready to sell their house within the next week or so. You're, you're front of mind, you're right there. And you've established yourself as the go-to agent for that area because they've gotten six of these letters from you in the last you know, three, six months. Make sense? And you don't need your own listings in the neighborhood to do it. You guys get that, right? You don't have to, have, if you have listings, they're cool, but if not, because you're just updating the neighborhood. And how, so in the farms where you do this, how many, how many houses are you mailing to? Uh, typically I, I keep it around 500. Okay. So yeah. if anything sells in those 500 houses, you're generating one of these letters and sending it out. Correct. And you do it yourself, you use a mail house. How do, how do you, when you, when listing I, the lead spits it out, what do you do? I, I've been doing it myself, but I'm a little behind as I, as I, oops, I'm dropping. I just dropped like three rolls of stamps. <laughs> um, I'm a little behind. I've got about 800 stamps right here on my desk right now. Um, that incidentally, my title company provides for me. So that helps control cost, which is fabulous. Um, but I do have a friend of mine who's got a, a small shipping business here in town that I ran into at the post office the, I don't know, about two weeks or so ago. And she was standing there putting stamps on envelopes, stamp after stamp. And I stopped and I looked at her and I said, Susan, we have to talk. <laughs> we have to talk. I've got, a, I've got a campaign for you. She helped me with another campaign previously. And I didn't even consider her for this because it wasn't like shipping a package like I was doing before. And um, so, yeah, I'm in the middle of outsourcing it to her now. We're all do is going to listens to leads, create the, the PDF, email to her, send her the list. She's a, she'll handle the printing, the envelope stuffing, dropping them at the post office to hold nine yards for me. That's that's where I'm in the middle of transitioning to with that campaign. I love it. And and Evelyn just put in the chat box. She was asking, can you talk more about the process? Is that what you mean, Evelyn? The process or okay, cool. So so it, total. I mean, are, and are you getting people calling on these on a regular basis? Are you getting? Are you picked Absolutely. up listings? Absolutely. Yep. And the, and they're come list my home calls. They're not. Um, you know, you're not competing typically because if they already have somebody in mind or they have a relative that's an agent, they're not calling me, right? This is, you know, we live in this night 1950s where everybody knows their neighbors these days. You, you know, there are some rare neighborhoods where they, they're big and they do a little, you know, barbecues or whatever, I, I suppose, but myself included, I don't know my neighbors. I, I know the ones immediately around me you know what i mean uh for the most part and um so yeah most people like i say they're getting these letters from me constantly you're the go-to there's no question uh, uh, 
I love that. And there are some other people I, I recognize some faces that do some farming on here. Um, it's just a cool other addition. So uh, listings to leads, I dropped the link in the chat. Um, I don't have an affiliate link. I don't know. I mean, really, you could do that letter yourself. I just like that yeah. it's a template that spits it out and it's easy to do. Exactly. That's that's why I like it. I mean, you could create your own letter. There's no there's no rocket science behind it. Um, I think the the value in the copy is that one line that this health you know your home's value has been affected by the sale of this home. I think that's that's the real hook. Um, if you choose to use listings to leads, I think they're like forty bucks a month is what I'm paying, um, something like that. But um, again, I've got nothing to gain from that either. Yeah. Yeah, but, but to make sure, I mean, your biggest cost is just the postage and that's getting uh, shared with you anyway. So exactly. I found a way to keep that cost down. I love it. Exactly. All right. And if you guys have, go ahead. If you have questions, I'll say jump in. Go ahead, Amit. Yeah. From an overall perspective, Kevin, um, um, how many months are we looking at from a data perspective? Cost basis, like it's got a slice and dice this. Is it every 5,000? You got a listing, is it every, every couple, whatever? Um, from a high level, what does it look like from your perspective so far? I'm going to, I'm going to have to estimate that for you because I'm horrible at tracking those kinds of numbers. <laughs> I confess. Um, let's say here, if I were to start into a new neighborhood, I would, my expectation would be my first listing inside of 90 days, assuming there was, you know, at least two or three sales happening, you know, per month kind of a deal. Okay, that would kind of be my expectation. Got it. And I, I think I, I think the key metric there would be more along the lines of how many letters did an individual receive before they called you, right? You know, certain, you know, of course, there's the other factors in play in terms of are they even interested in selling, right? But um, I think you established that that dominance, if you will, or that perceived dominance after about four or five letters or so especially if they're rapid fire, if, you, if you, there's a fair amount of turnover. And last question, give it to you, I apologize. Is price a major impact? Like, you know, average price point is 300 for us, but do you do 550 plus, 550 below, meeting price, what's your sweet spot? That's a great question. Now in my market, our median price is only about $200,000. Okay. Um, we also have, you know, it's the horse capital of the world. So we also have, you know, $5 million horse farms. So, you know, we've kind of got run the gamut. Um, so, but in my market with the $200,000 median price range, I typically target that 200 to 350 kind of, kind of price point. So figure median to maybe just a little above. Cool. And is there anything else that makes a good, other than price point, anything else that makes a good neighborhood when you're targeting it? Well, definitely size because you, you want to have, you know, people to reach out to, right? So you want to have, you know, at least a couple hundred homes in the development or or that area, whatever the however you want to define that. Um, then, of course, you, you want to make sure there's a fair amount of turnover. You know, it doesn't have to be constant, but it's got to, you know, obviously be a desirable area where, you know, where there's homes that are actually selling in the area. You know, you don't want to just take some exclusive neighborhood like jesse's where like every three years somebody decides to sell <laughs> i love it and uh and someone else asked a question and dale come to you so someone posted the question on, on facebook and said are you are you doing this with uh 
with each sale in the farm being selective with sales chosen. It sounds like you're doing this with every sale that happens every in the sale. farm. Every, every sale in the farm. Absolutely. Just a simple system. It doesn't require a lot of thinking. That's what I love about it. Dan, you had one more question? Well, I was just going to say, what's the easiest way to determine turnover? And you probably sell some houses in the villages. My grandparents used to live there. I'm guessing mm-hmm. you sell some houses there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The villages is great. But, I mean, okay. This guy, this guy has downsides too, but yeah. So, so for the, so for anybody who's looking to like, what's the best way to determine turnover? You just need you need to get a, a list of the total amount of houses in the area. Typically, from title is the easiest way to grab that, and then you can pull the sales in the MLS or from title to see, you know, how many total sales over the last uh, twelve months, and you divide the total sales into the total amount of houses. That'll give you your turnover percentage. That was one of the questions I was going to ask, uh, Kevin. Uh, particular is there a particular reason you use Remind versus Mont Plus Leads, Red X, or Full Realty? Uh, there's a lot of them. No, you, you can use any. You can use any data source. In fact, in fact, okay. I've, I've pulled a list off. I've pulled a list off of Red X in the past, also. Because uh, I've never used Remind, so I was curious to see if there's anything right. unique about it. No, nothing, nothing particular. And I get it as part of my MLS. I know a lot of places around the, the country do not. Um, so I've kind of got that luxury, but, um, yeah, I've pulled lists from Red X as well, put in the address and search how many, you know, how many homes in the closest area. Yeah. Uh, question from the chat box. Someone's asking, do you give the price the house sold for on that letter? Never, you never, 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 never. Absolutely not. No details. Right. Five, five pesos. I'll get some calls. <laughs> <laughs> And and so and Michael asks a good question. He's asking, so if there's two to three a month selling in your farm, would you send out two to three letters in a month? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So, you know, as you start getting into this, if you decide to take on a campaign such as this, you know, you may have a dry month, but you may have a month where you're sending out four mailings, right? I think the size of this is really interesting. Um, the size is that you're you're not taking like thousands of houses because like the, if you pick a 500 house farm, it means that the houses that sell are going to be pretty close geographically to those houses and the people are going to know this, like they'll recognize the streets. It's like, I don't know if you guys get right. stuff in the mail from agents that are trying to farm your area and it's got sales. And you're like, that's not my neighborhood, right? This is like, you're picking, would you agree geographically it's a pretty small place? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We got a bunch of questions today. This is fun. And I'm getting, I'm, I'm going to type Remine into the chat box. Someone asking me uh, the link for Remine. I'll put it in there uh, for the data source. All right. Craig's Craig, Craig, question here. Yeah. yeah Craig Chastain is saying, do you also door knock? What about email marketing? Do you have a separate database for your farm? I do not door knock, um, nor do I do any email marketing with that particular list. Um, they do have them separated out. And um, I'm actually in the process of getting set up right now with Wailopo. It's been like months and it's my fault because they send you all this homework and I stink at that. Uh, <laughs> um, could, could I just pause you and say, look, he's bad at homework and he doesn't know his numbers and he still sold 80 homes himself last year. Isn't that cool? Like, I know that we always say like, know your numbers. And I, I like, I'm a fan of knowing your numbers, but look guys, this business is wired. You can be all different types wired every which way and still create massive success. I, I just want to point that out, Kevin. All right, yeah. so you're bad at homework. <laughs> yeah. um, but the intent is I, will, I am going to start some uh, remarketing stuff with the with that list. Cool. 
Uh, let's see here. Um, let me scroll up. There was one more question I saw in here. Patrick Lee has a good question, which is, other than these letters from listings to leads that have the your home's value has changed, are you sending out any other content or is it just straight up that's what you're sending? That is it. That is it. Keep you guys it like how simple that is? And and I wonder, you'd have to test this, guys. Is it the does that letter just match the price point in the area for the farm? Does it do you print it on nicer paper? Like if you're in a higher end place, would you print it on fancier stock? Would it make it more glossy? Or would you keep it simple the way it is? What, what do you think, Kevin? Have you tested in different price points? Um, I, I haven't really tested. I've always done color copies um, that I do. Um, just I think there's a little more value there and and whatnot. Um, I don't, again, I'm about simple, you know, so I, I try not to, and I try not to revisit things once I have things going, if it's working, you know, I, I don't have the bandwidth to, to spend time on, okay, how can I improve this by changing the stock? I don't have time for that. I, I love I, it. That's me. I know, and and I like that. I I love that you keep it so simple. By the way, it's it's what makes this so fun. Uh, There's some great suggestions coming here, and it's, it is getting my wheels turning a little bit, you know, because um, the, I mean, as you guys are already probably realizing, and and by your questions, there's there's ways that this can be improved upon, right? And you can scale this even further, you know, through through the email marketing and so on and so forth, and and maybe doing a, a separate mailer to kind of hey, did you get my my letter or whatever the case may be, right? So there's lots of options to you if you decide to take this to the next level, no doubt. You think you've got a lot of people's wheels going. I see all sorts of good questions in here. Um, I don't know if we'll get to, to all these questions because I know there's a couple of things you want to chat about. Let's see if we can answer a few of these questions. Um, in terms of the paper using all that sort of stuff, I mean, you're just printed out color, straight color printouts, right? Just normal paper. Uh, I'm, I'm going down to Office Depot or Staples and put my USB drive into their printer and press and go. Simple, simple. And, and now, go ahead. I have somewhat tested and I don't know that I have enough data to, to say one's better than the other, but that is colored envelopes. Okay. But that, that also drives your cost up a little bit. And, and how many, roughly how many different communities are you doing this in at this point? Uh, right now, uh, only two different ones. Wow. Did, did you did you say, maybe I missed it, how many homes you've actually sold in those two farms over, say, a 24-month period? Um, well, I don't know. Well, I haven't been doing it for 24 months, personally. Um, giving it a little brief thought here. Bear with me. Probably in the last year, probably about 12 to 15. Just want to make sure my team heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's incredible. All right. So, so there's 12 to 15 there. We got it. We got it. I'm going to change gears just for a few minutes. Um, guys, we, if you guys want to keep going deep in this, we obviously we can. But um, you still have a ton of other sales that come from other strategies too. Is it a little bit from all over? Is there anything else that's working specifically? Or is it, is it just getting out there and hustling? What, what, what do you think is driving all of the, the success that you have? Um, I think it's a lot of that comes internally because uh, I'm a big systems guy. Um, I'm big on VAs. 
I've got admins, I've got TCs, and I have ISAs. So I think with our internal systems, uh, that that's a, that's a key key piece to it. Is that you're allowed to focus on the things that that produce the the, the largest dollars because you have systems for the rest of it? Is that what? Exactly. Exactly. And everything's set up likewise, even for my buyer's agents, right? So, you know, like for example, we've we've got a a website that they go to, which is nothing more than a cognito form that I created. It's a condensed version of our contract, right? Because so many things in, when you write your contracts, the same for every contract for the most part, right? We need to know the address, the price, the earnest money, the closing, the acceptance date, that kind of stuff, right? What's the financing or is it cash? So they put in that basic stuff. And if there's anything weird, like, or unusual, like seller's concessions or something, there's a box for them to put that in. So they can literally be at the house showing the property, the buyer say, yes, I want to make an offer, pull out their phone, go boom, 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 boom. Before they get in their car, my admins already have it and they're starting on the contract. I free my agents up to do what agents do, talk to their customers, follow up with their leads, open doors. And, and are your agents having success in terms of getting offers accepted in this market? We are. We are. Yeah. And anything unique on that side? I know we're talking mainly listings today, but just in the last few minutes we have, is there, I mean, we've talked, covered so many different calls on how to get offers accepted. Are they doing anything unique or is it more just writing a lot of offers and, and just hustling? Just, what do you think? Yeah, just hustling and, and deploying a lot of the same tactics that everybody else in the country is talking about. You know, um, the reality is you, know, you've heard, you hear all these different tactics you know, paying for the, you know, some of the seller's fees and things of that nature, right? Waiving um, appraisals or inspections and all that kind of stuff. The reality is most likely in your market, very few, if any other agents are doing those things. It seems commonplace to us because we're all engaged, right? And we're in these Facebook groups and we're, and we're hearing all this stuff. The chances are, the, I don't know, high 90 percentile of agents in your market aren't doing those things so that gives you a little upper edge. i love it all right let's get a couple other quick questions before i, I don't want, i know there's a lot of questions on this one i'm assuming everybody learned at least one or two things good so far so i'll keep Janice, no card all right yeah janice had asked do, we, do you put your card in the envelope back to the mailing piece do you put your card in the envelope he said no, no card so it's literally just that letter yep all right. I love it. Zahira, you got a question? No. Oh, she's waving goodbye to someone. All right, cool. Uh, let's see here. Do you think letter is more effective than a postcard? Well, what's interesting is, let me see if it's, I think I still have it pulled up even. I know I'm not sharing my screen. I'm looking to see if I have it first. All right. Yeah, I'm going to share my screen again. I can get back to this, bear with me a second, share screen. So it's interesting you asked that because this needs to leads now has postcards. There's the back of it. I, I, I pulled one up for this same property just to see what their postcard looked like. And that's what it looks like. So, and they would, if I'm not mistaken, they'll even do the mailing. So that's something I might explore. I love it. 
So ch- check it out. And by the way, if you're listening to the podcast and you're still listening and you're like, what is he showing on the screen? Just go to the YouTube channel. You can search it. And check it out there. That's a, that'll, that'll, that'll help to find that. All right. Um, they got like two minutes. I'm trying to think, I don't want to go too deep into anything other than the fact that we could have you on here again. Anita was asking, what's your secret? I don't know. I, 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 we'll end with that. I know she's kind of half kidding, but let, let's end with that question. Kevin, what is your secret? What, what, if you had to sum it up, what do you think your secret would be? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go down the path of the success we've had to date. And that is massive implementation, massive implementation. I love it. Simple guys, simple, simple things. I hope this gives you some confidence and feeling of like, it's just simple stuff. I'm not saying Kevin's a simple guy. Kevin's quite brilliant, but he's brilliant enough to know to keep it simple. <laughs> right? Like it's just, it's really straightforward. You guys feeling good? Kevin, anything else you want to add before I wrap this up then? No, I think that's about it. You know, if anybody ever has any questions, feel free to, Friend request me, message me, get a hold of me somehow. I'm here to help. Yep, Kevin Howard uh, in Florida, guys. Please, Kevin. I'll I hope you'll consider. Kevin. Go ahead, I'll on send it. your postcard. I'll send my postcard. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I hope you'll consider doing this again, Kevin. This is really fun. You were great, man. Absolutely. All right, guys. Enjoy your day. We'll see you all tomorrow. Have a great day, guys. All right. Bye bye. Thanks for bye, having guys. Me. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.